Hey, everybody, welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week, we're reading The Apology by Douglas Scribner. That's right, it's a book called The Apology, not an episode apologizing for all of our past episodes, though we will be releasing that one shortly. Backsplash a lot. I like the picture above the oven, even though that might be a fire hazard. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that. I'm gonna have to write his landlord a letter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the white cabinets. It's sensible. A lot of people go for the white cabinets. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I do apologize, buddy. I see a lot of fire hazards in your in the frame <laughs> of your. Uh, like what? You got the picture above the oven. You got these lights on uh, on a sheer curtain. That's right, dude. I'm going to burn this bitch down. You are literally playing with fire. These lights have been on since August of last year. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> Someone is going to have to call a fire marshal. I guess I might have to be you. All right. Citizens arrest. <laughs> Citizens arrest me. I'll do Come it. Come over and knock on my door and take me down. Don't don't think I won't do it because I'll do it. <sighs> These lights are nothing. They don't. They're not hot. That's what they all say. Mm-hmm. But then one day there's a power surge. Until there's a power surge. Yeah, these things are gonna turn into little grenades. Pop, pop, pop. Bullets. <laughs> oh God. The target lights finally got me. Uh, okay, are we ready? Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. Hey, welcome back to the Amazon Book Club. My name's Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hey, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week we're reading a book called The Apology by Douglas Scribner. Ganesh, you, uh, before the show, you seemed, it seemed like it was imperative to note that there are multiple books called The Apology and we didn't want to get them mixed up. This is the, is this the best one, you think? I can't say it's the best. I've never read either of them. But the other one was... There's only two? The other one was written by Eve Ansler, and this one is not that. I think that one's a much more famous book. This was a free book off Amazon. Do you think Douglas and Eve kind of have beef? No. Or do you think maybe Eve is like the Yankees to Douglas's Red Sox? I think Douglas didn't know this book existed. Douglas is the Tampa Bay Rays. Douglas D- Douglas wrote this book, Ganesh. Douglas is the Tampa Bay Rays? Yeah. Douglas is the Toledo Mudhens. <laughs> And Eve, and Eve is the unstoppable 1927 New York Yankees with Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth. You shouldn't joke on Eve's version because Ganesh has a signed copy. First edition. <laughs> Wait, is this a hit job placed by Eve to take out her competition? One Douglas Scribner, the little guy, the scrappy little author Douglas who pushed out a free ebook. You know, I think I'm going to like this one better than whenever Eve's cooking up over there in her uh, McMansion. That's all I got to say. Yeah, let's, I'm rooting for the underdog here. I'm hoping Douglas. I'm hoping he usurps the throne that Eve sits on uh, a throne of lies. Well, let, me, let me tell you a little something about Eve Ensler, Austin. Why are we talking? This isn't even her book. She's the author <laughs> of, a, of another book that you might know called The Vagina Monologues. What? So what do you have to say about that? Uh, unexpected. That was a curveball. <laughs> also, didn't know The Vagina Monologues was a book. I thought it was a stage show play. 
spoken word kind of joint. like The Apology by Douglas Scribner, which was adapted from a hilarious screenplay. That's a pretty good segue, Ganesh. Yeah, the first line in the description of The Apology by Douglas Scribner uh, does say adapted from the hilarious screenplay, which one assumes that we all read screenplays and two, that The Apology is a famous one of them. Neither, neither of which I, I think are true. You don't read screenplays? I haven't been reading a lot of screenplays lately. I haven't been reading a lot of books or words. I'm more into moving image oh, these days. That's, uh-huh. that's your medium of choice for quarantine. Huh? <laughs> yeah, reading went out the window like within the first week of quarantine. Like, <laughs> no chance. I've turned into my most base self. I'm eating raw meats out of the package. Just no, you're not. Watch it. I'm eating. I'm buying lunch meats and I'm buying bread. And not in even quantities, if you know what I'm saying. Let me, let me ask you <laughs> a, 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 ser- a serious question here, Austin. Yeah. Do you think that lunch meat is raw meat? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're right. It's not raw in the traditional sense, but it's raw <laughs> in that I haven't done anything with it. Or in the literal but, sense. That's true. Hey, no, no, no. I'm all about moving things forward. English is an ever-evolving language. Some would say I'm the William Shakespeare of this podcast. That's what I love Constantly to inventing new phrases. The guy who loves moving images just loves moving, keeping things going along. <laughs> Keep it moving. Let's not get a lot of problems. We don't need to focus on my problems, okay? <laughs> There's all kinds of problems, especially uh, the one that Douglas Scribner's main character is apologizing for, presumably. Ganesh, will you read us? I have a pretty terrible confession to make. Oh, dear. How bad could it be? You said Ganesh pretty bad stuff. Ganesh is Douglas Scribner. <laughs> Okay, let's hear it. When I was in high school, I did read a screenplay. I read actually quite a few screenplays. I used to download them off Kazaa. Cool. You were that kid. uh, I I unfortunately was. I wish I could go back and change it, but that's the truth. And I read the uh, screenplay for Jay and Silent Bob Strike Pack before watching the movie because I couldn't find a good rip of it. And then I found a good rip of it. And I was like, I know this movie because I read it. Did you laugh so much at the screenplay? No, because it's by Kevin Smith. It's more of a a thinker. Uh, Wow. Well, congrats, Ganesh. That's really sad. But on brand for you. I bought um, Cormac McCarthy's screenplay for some movie he made. What was that? It was like the first movie. It was like after he had some success with like No Country for Old Men and The Road. He wrote a screenplay like most, you know, he wrote books and then they got adapted. This time Mm -hmm. he straight up wrote a screenplay and then they made a movie out of it. Hangover 3. Yeah, Hangover 3. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I forgot what it was called. It had like... uh, Cameron Diaz and I had like uh, some other people in it. Um, Damn, star-studded cast. <laughs> and the movie was so bad. And the screenplay was it was just like, why are you doing this, man? Cormac lost the touch. I mean, his books are basically screenplays. Sad stuff. All right, have we be, uh, beaten around the bush enough here? Should we get into the? Should I tell you? I guess I should tell you what we do on the podcast. What we do on this podcast is every week we read a free ebook from Amazon Prime. We read the first page, the 25% mark, the 50% mark, the 75% mark, and the last page of the book, and then that's the end of the podcast, and we all are satisfied, right? You feel good about every one we've ever released? Every single one. You stand by him. Put anything I've said in quotes next to my name (laughs) on a billboard, and I'll stand by it. Uh, When you put it (laughs) like that, maybe not. Yeah, send it to my parents. Let's see what they think about it. Okay, Ganesh, do you want to read the synopsis of The Apology for us? By Douglas Scribner, please, not by Eve. What's her name? The Apology by Douglas Scribner, adapted <laughs> once again from the hilarious screenplay. It's a good screenplay. Who's you can get screenplay? it on Kazaa. Is it adapt- what is it adapted from? 
Is it adapted from his own screenplay or was is he gunning for the best adapted screenplay Oscar? This is just a synopsis. It doesn't have any of that information in it. Uh, We'll have to check Wikipedia. God damn it. Mark, a 20-something software developer, forgets the most important rule of relationships, causing the love of his life to end it all. Oh, my God. She killed herself? <laughs> no, I think she, just a relationship. Oh, uh, bummer. I should have read the next line. He's amazed when he wins her back with an open and honest apology letter. Oh, from the dead. Okay. Is that it? No. After hearing this story, his best friend and fellow coder speculates that Mark's letter may have cracked the code of human emotions. This leads the pair to a not- What a jump. Right? <laughs> oh, your letter was effective in communicating an idea? You must have cracked that freaking code, man. <laughs> this leads the pair to anonymously sell their letters using Bitcoin to others who just can't seem to find the right words. Okay, I like it. Ingenuitive. Austin, it's your, it's your favorite thing. What's my favorite thing? Cryptocurrency? <laughs> Cryptocurrency. I'm a big you crypto guy, you, for sure. You can't stop talking about it. You're always trying to get me to get into your coin, the A-coin. I won't shut up about it. Yeah, I have a coin. It's called A-coin, and it actually it makes a little noise like this. You hear that it's a little coin noise? Thank you, Ganesh, for putting that in in post. Uh, that is the new crypto coin of Amazon Book Club. And if you get in now, strike while the iron's hot, I will guarantee you 30 cents to the dollar return. <laughs> that seems <laughs> very <laughs> courageous of you. Hey, somebody's got to step up to the plate and bring out the crypto that's going to finally take the world by storm. Bitcoin had its shot and it's time for a coin. There's that sound effect again. Beautiful. It's, uh, you know, it's just secure, safe currency that you can use to buy uh, Ganesha's soiled sweatpants. Threw those away a long time ago. Now, does the A stand for Austin or ass or like anus? As a matter of fact. It stands for uh, like a coin. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It doesn't stand for anything. You got to expand your mind, Ganesh. You keep yourself in this little box of what's possible. You didn't even think that it may not be uh, short for anything. In fact, it's It's long. It's called cryptolinguistics. It's the (laughs) crypto... Yeah, crypto I've been, language. I've been online at night, University of Phoenix, studying cryptolinguology, and you just you got to get with the times, Ganesh. You're right. I just got to read more, I suppose. I guess. Is there still more to the synopsis? Before long, their site, writeitforme.com, is taken off <laughs> when news reporters start to question who is behind these mysterious letters that can mend a broken relationship deliver the perfect wedding toast, or even eulogize your dearly departed Aunt Millie, their digital lives start to threaten their real lives. Throw in a vindictive hacker and the chaos is splattered all over social media. Find out what happens in this modern dramedy about relationships, social hacking, and Bitcoin. Finally, A-coin. Finally a love story with Bitcoin is a big part of it. It's about time that libertarians find love. Uh, okay. You want to read the book now? Let's do it. I see we're coming up on 13 minutes here. That's right in my sweet spot. But what do we even do on this podcast? We did this already, Shane. We did? What we do on this podcast is we jump to the first page of The Apology by Douglas Scribner. Here we are. This is the first page of The Apology by Douglas Scribner. Chapter 1. The way Nicole held her body as she stared at Mark from across the table made it clear to anyone who looked their way that the two were undoubtedly fighting. 
Her gaze spoke of a level of emotional devastation severe enough to match her lips that were now pulled into a tight, quivering line. Mm. That's my go-to as well. The quivering line? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's your signature look for sure. It's like I'm always unsure and afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that comes through. Even uh, even in this remote setting, I can the fear is palpable. Yeah, it's funny. It's, I have to work even harder at it. So people, you know, so they know they're talking to me. Yeah, the flop sweat is uh, more pronounced this time around, for sure. I'm trying. Why don't you just knock your resolution from 720 to 360, dude? No, I say bump it up. I want to see these tiers in 4K. I can't. Not an option on this. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, hey, fair enough. Geek Squad is closed. Mark glanced around cautiously, trying to see how many spectators they had. He expected the number would be doubled within a minute or two if he didn't rein this in. As a software developer, Mark was used to logical systems, predictable if-then statements, and rational syntax languages. He desperately searched his mind for what he hoped would be the correct and most calming string of words to connect with the woman he loved. And finally... Oh, Jesus Christ. Touching stuff. And finally, they came to him. The perfect sentence that would simultaneously express his feelings and show Nicole how reasonable and thoughtful he was. Well, I, I don't see this as a, such a big deal, Mark said, trying to keep his tone low in an attempt to encourage her to do the same. I, I, I can't believe you're getting so emotional. Nicole's eyes immediately began to fill with tears the moment the words were out. Ugh, is this guy an incel, you think? Is this like a heroic tale about two incels who, like, crack the, the code of social dynamics? I don't know if I want this. You're getting it. <laughs> Well, what else is new? Hey, it's 2020. You're going to get nothing you want. That's true. Yeah, this is just a continuation of all the bad things that have happened for the last four years. This book. Also, Ganesh immediately gave him a nerd voice. Let it be known that bias yeah. is in yeah. full effect on the podcast. Bias? What do you mean bias? Well, you can't help it when Ganesh is such a jock. Oh, yeah. The guy is just like, it's like a moth to the flame. You can't help but clown on these nerds. Yeah, right? Mr. Tough Guy, got to take poor little Mark down a peg. No wonder he's an incel. All right. Yeah, let alone fact, Ganesh is wearing a Letterman jacket in every episode of this podcast. <laughs> yep. He's on the chess his, team. His hands are always wet from giving dweeb swirlies, too. Uh-huh, and wedgies. Yeah. Don't forget the wedgies. Yeah, extra wet from the wedgies. Also cleaning up the whole mess of sweatpants in his apartment. <laughs> it's a dirty business. That's just one pair I had to get rid of, okay? <laughs> one pair. Where did you get rid of it? You soil one pair of sweatpants, and then what? You're just branded the guy that soils sweatpants? You know, Ganesh, the virus can exist in your um, matter. So, like, did you dispose of those? Okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Actually, what, you know, what's what, what's the timing here? Because I, I think the numbers in New York <laughs> shot up pretty recently. I was at before or after the sweatpants were left out on the curb. I threw them in the garbage. What happened to them after that is beyond my knowledge. <laughs> well, it's crazy because Cuomo the other day was just talking about a brand new cluster. And I think I know what he was talking about. Cluster in your drawers, <laughs> bud. <laughs> Can you just patient zero? Ironic in a number two. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry, Gadish. Listen, yep. he didn't um, do it. It's not his fault. I, I know it's, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> it was one pair of sweatpants. That's it. That's all it takes. <laughs> Can I keep reading? Yeah. Would that be okay with you? I love it. Mark felt his stomach start to churn. It was apparently not the right thing to say, and he cursed his inability to predict female emotions. 
Not looking good for Mark. Yeah, not looking. <laughs> Did you? Is not looking good for Mark. Your own commentary there, Ganesh. Yeah, that's not <laughs> written in the book. <laughs> it is good. Okay. Yeah, he sucks. Sorry. Usually I give people okay. some time, but maybe he'll redeem himself. Computers were so much easier to understand. This guy would love Westworld. Are we going to read the book? (laughs) (laughs) I love Kanisha's new style of saying something then waiting for the uproarious laughter sure to follow. Just a reaction of some kind. (laughs) An acknowledgement, even. Ganesh, you got it with that one. Just the the producer pauses for the laugh track later. (laughs) Pro move. I can splice it in. Don't worry. I'm, I'll make it sound like y'all were laughing at that. Oh, boy. I can't believe you said that. It doesn't sound like you care about me at all. She cried in response, causing one tear to drop. Then another to drip down her beautiful face. She choked back a sob. We're through. She only had one eye. <laughs> she a one eye person, you think? Do people with one eye only cry out of that one eye, or does the other eye cry too? What do you think? Is that insensitive to ask? No, I feel like that's a pretty valid question. It just it reduces your tears to half. <laughs> it's just half tears, they, but they come out of both eyes. They don't know. You don't know where they're going to come out. But it's just okay, half. Okay, I get you. Because you have less of an eyeball. Because a tear is really, if you think about it, just your little squirty eyeball just getting mushed down and squeezing a little bit of itself. That, that doesn't sound right. It <laughs> doesn't sound scientific, Shake. Tears are just your eyeball squishing on itself and squirting little eye juice out. I don't think that's. <laughs> it's because when you get sad, your uh, skull contracts. All right, I'm starting to lose faith in what you're saying. <laughs> it's been like 70 days. Oh Jesus! Has of, it? Uh, lonely. I feel pretty good. Um, I got my meat. You look good. Skinnies, are we reading the book? Did you fall asleep? Wake up, big guy. We're through. As Mark blinked, trying to come to terms with those last two words, Nicole grabbed her bag, angrily shoving her phone inside. Don't call me, email me, text me, or message me, she said, unable to hold back the tears, pointing a blatant accusatory finger at him before continuing, or tweet me, chat me, I am me, or any form of digital communication. Don't LinkedIn me. Don't poke me. And with those dramatic final words, she stomped off, heels clicking, across the restaurant's upscale marble floors. Mark blinked, tears beginning to well in his eyes as reality hit him and the image of Nicole retreating out the door left his line of vision. He almost didn't notice as the waiter came by, check in hand until the man blocked where Nicole had just been frowning. This guy sees like the Terminator. It's like the red infrared, the like hash marks. Human woman departs. I think all those incel people wish they saw like that, you know? Yeah. That's how they're like trying to live their life. It's like some as Terminator. Yeah, that sucks. I really hope this guy isn't that or Doug himself. Mark silently scanned the QR code with his Bitcoin wallet. He supposed that there was nothing left to do but get incredibly drunk. I'm sorry. Well, he's at a Bitcoin friendly restaurant. This is the future, man. Everyone's taking Bitcoin in the future. If this is the future. They wouldn't be using QR codes. Everybody's going to be taking a coins out of their damn uh, B wallets. But wallet. Yeah, it's an implant. <laughs> <laughs> it's the future, man. Okay, so there the B stands for butt, but the A still, it doesn't stand for ass. It just, it's just an A. No, that just stands for A. Okay. You gotta open your mind, Ganesh. Yeah, all right. Uh, coin. B, butt. But B stands for butt. I mean, that's the, uh, you know, I didn't write, I didn't write the rules. I just follow them. Mark had talked at the bartender in the way a man amid unbearable heartbreak was wont to do for an excess of two hours. The guy was a... Boring. 
The guy was a good sport about it, probably hoping for a solid tip, which Mark would leave due to drunken, imaginary feelings of kinship. After all, here you go, sir. Point zero zero four five bitcoins <laughs> in your B wallet. <laughs> Bend over, sir. Wow, how generous. Thank you so much. <laughs> just, let me just swipe my A-coin in that B-wallet and I'll be on my way, sir. After all, <laughs> this guy had been there uh, in his hours of need. He'd even graciously provided Mark with a napkin and pen that he now held as he began to write a note that he hoped might bring Nicole back if he could just be honest enough. Baby, come back. Nicole, I'm sorry. I know those two words are not enough to make this better or win you back. Several minutes passed and Mark let the words fall out like a crumpled mess. He was devastated, but maybe, just maybe this note, which had now become a much longer letter, would win her back. He just needed to get home so he could type it up at his computer and send it to her. Surely she would understand his need to break her rules. This one last time, surely she would finally know the truth about how he felt about her. Huge mistake, buddy. Handwritten notes mean so much more than an email. Idiot. He's got to get into his word processor and start cranking this thing out. He's going to fax it to himself, then deliver that. He's going to notarize it to get it notarized. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay, is that it? Is that all we're reading there? Uh, yeah, let's stop there. Okay, thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, what do we got? What do we think about this? This guy seems fucked up. I don't like him. Um, hoping that he, you know, well, I don't know. Do I not like him? Maybe I haven't passed judgment yet, personally. The, he kind of redeemed himself at the end by trying to... I guess I was mistaken in thinking that he was going to be purely selfish. I guess the note is honest. It's coming from a place of uh, sadness. Otherwise, he just seems kind of inhuman and robotic. Pretty cool. That is pretty cool, especially if uh, you have, like, implants, like a bee wallet or, like, a, a torch for an arm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The yeah. future. Future stuff. You got, you're going to want to upgrade to that torch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, who's you use your left hand anyway? Uh, yeah, about once a night. Wouldn't you rather have a, a flamethrower, a blowtorch kind of thing? Once a night? Well, you're left-handed, I guess. Or do you switch it up? Two times a day is righty, and then lefty is uh, a treat. We don't have to get into all this. <laughs> you started. You brought us down this road. It was just an off-the-cuff remark. Didn't think it would launch us into a larger conversation. It doesn't have to, but I'll be thinking about it as we jump to the 25% mark of the apology by Doug something or other. Okay, here we are. This is the 25% mark of the apology. Ganesh, take it away. Chapter 5. The website was already beginning to come together more quickly than Bob could have hoped for. Mark was still hesitant if it would work out or not, but as the two sat maniacally typing away on their laptops, he had to admit it almost seemed plausible. Before long... I guess he's a bad guy if he's typing maniacally. Or maybe a good guy just caught up in the wrong thing. Maybe just a diligent website maker. Maybe. Probably not. You don't know those types? A diligent website maker? Is that a common archetype? Yeah. I don't know too many of them. Like, and are they, uh, what was the word? Maniacal. Maniacal? Maniacally typing away? Maybe. Interesting. We'll see. You know, the best way to find out would be if Ganesh were to keep reading the book. Yep. Before long, <laughs> they were ready to let Twan start poking holes in their design. Assuming the guy was even remotely capable of showing up on time, of course. The intercom buzzed, signaling his arrival. Hey, guys. Twan, you say? Yes. How's it spelled? How do you think it's spelled? T W A N. 
That's 100% right, dude. Hell yeah. Hey, guys. Tuan said, walking in with a massive grin on his face. He had that look in his eye. It's me, Tuan. What's up, baby? Tuan's in the house. He had that look in his eye that was very distinct. Takes one to know, Tuan. Ooh, that's a good catchphrase. Come on. Hey, guys. Tuan said, walking in with a massive grin on his face. He had that look in his eye that very distinctly said, I am a hacker and you should be impressed. What's up, dude? It's me, Tuan, the hacker. It's me, Tuan, who's got two thumbs and can hack you wide open. This guy. Wait, you hear that? That's his two thumbs right now, clanking away on that keyboard, hacking. Oh, man. Uh Oh, the two thumber. That's what they call him, two thumb Tuan. Hackers are notorious for traveling in groups, too. That's true. They travel in packs. One would say they walk and type on their laptops at the same time. When I see a group of hackers coming my way on the sidewalk, I cross the street. I don't know about you guys. I don't get it. Uh-uh. I'm not trying to have somebody uh, hack my chips and my cards and my wallet, take my money, no get it in my bank account, my database, and drain me dry. Your B wallet, dude. My B wallet is. Uh, I'm not. I don't have it encrypted. It's wide open. My B wallet is. <laughs> and these hackers are trying to get in, and I can't stop them. My eight coins there for the taking. What's your uh, <laughs> encryption level? Your your hex rating? Brown. Low. It's brown and it's bad. <laughs> it's not good. The B wallet. What's the highest level? Oh boy. Two. Uh, two. Yeah. <laughs> brown is the lowest. Two and is the two highest. is what you're aiming for. Yeah, for sure. It's simple stuff. That's econ 101, buddy. Acoin. <clears throat> Acon. Acon is the official spokesman of Acoin, as a matter of fact. Well, spoke singer. He's not allowed to speak in a uh, talking voice. He has to sing. Mm-hmm. It's in the contract. The A contract. He dabbled in acting, didn't he? He got the acting bug. He got the acting bug and he damn near died of it. And we over at Acoin pulled him out of the muck and rescued him. Oh, all right. <laughs> what? That's not good for you. You don't like that good news? <laughs> Should I not be speaking ill of Akon? Please don't clown on Akon on my podcast. I'm not clowning on him. We're just discussing his future at Acorn. <laughs> it was a natural pairing. He's like the gecko Geico, but a human. The Acoin Akon. Twan! Bob said enthusiastically. <laughs> he didn't care about Twan, but it was another step pushing the plan forward. What's up? It's shit. What was Twan's voice again? Oh, uh-huh. oh yeah, like this. Ew, it's Antoine, (laughs) Tuan said pointedly. He hated being called Tuan, not that it ever stopped Bob and Mark or anyone else from using it. Wait, wait, wait. He's probably fine. Tuan isn't even his preferred name. Correct. This is, what? Who? He's a hacker. He could hack how his name is portrayed everywhere. That's true. Even in the mouths of these fools. What kind of loser hacker can't control his own public image? Sad. Sad stuff, Tuan. Now that never stopped Bob and Mark or anyone else from using it, he was probably fine with Simone calling him Tuan. Nothing. What's up with you? Tuan held a distinct uh, suspicion of the encounter. Even though he considered himself to be a cool guy, Bob and Mark didn't invite him over often. Still, it was nice to be invited. Damn, Tuan's feeling a little left out, huh? I thought Tuan was going to be a cool guy. Not a such a desperate loser. <laughs> and then him like Tuan walking in with his big hacker energy. Now he's like a sad little guy who just wants friends. I guess, honestly, that's about right. Hackers have hearts, too, man. Hackers are people, too. You cut them, they bleed. (laughs) They put their pants on one leg at a time. They blow them out. (laughs) (laughs) Just like everybody else. They go through sweatpants. They monitor their B wallets. (laughs) 
They toss their sweatpants in the garbage on the street just like everybody else, huh? They throw it out the window. Watch it <laughs> sail town. <laughs> Uh-oh. A breeze caught it. Watch out. <laughs> Watch out to the people below. It's like a kite twisting in the wind. Sprinkling little viral orbs down onto the city. Oh, boy. We have a job for you, Mark replied, cutting straight to the point. We need your hacking skills. Me? The hacker? Twan? I thought you just wanted to hang out. Everybody always wants me for my hacking. You know, you know, you know. I got mad skills in that department. He said skills as as if it had a Z at the end. Because it did. Bob chuckled. Mark looked like he was already regretting inviting him in. Cool, Bob said in a way that distinctly implied that he did not find it cool. We need you to probe our new site and in- infrastructure for weaknesses. You know, do your script kitty stuff and see if you can poke any holes through our security. Hey, I'm more than a script kitty, you know, Tuan said, clearly annoyed that Bob didn't truly- I'm a script daddy. <laughs> I'm a big, strong script man. I make manly scripts. Tuan said, clearly annoyed that Bob didn't truly respect his expertise. But I do know all their little tricks. What does this site do? Mark cut in before Bob could start spewing words about the brilliance of uh, hacking women emotionally. Okay, yeah, these guys are up to no good. This book would only be satisfying if it ends in their arrest. Ooh, I want- incarcerated hackers. <laughs> Whoa, nothing more dangerous than that. <laughs> these guys got to be kept in that, like, magneto cell. The, foot, the glass... <laughs> Prison Plastic. in the middle of the void. They put Magneto in like two of those things and he broke out of each one, didn't he? He's a strong guy. He's a strong guy. Okay. I'm just saying Magneto's a strong guy. <laughs> it's, that's, that's all we've ever tried to say on this that's podcast. That's the whole point of me being on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's really the essence of what we believe. Magneto's a strong guy. I mean, Magneto's right, right? Magneto's a hero. Yeah. I don't even understand why. Like, the X-Men are bad. Humans should be destroyed. You should like you should catch up with the, uh, what's going on in the X Men universe these days, Austin. It might be much to your liking. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Everything about X Men is permanently from the '90s because I will not be checking out the latest unless it comes out in a blockbuster movie that I can watch on my couch, and then I'll know it. That's but not right. Now. I'm sorry, I forgot your only moving images now. I'm a moving image guy. Yeah, the still images aren't doing it for me anymore. It's not getting my rocks off the way they used to. Kanish, what's happening? Are we done here? We just started. Uh, we did? Time is hell. <laughs> <laughs> you should hack it. I wish I could. I wish I could. Would you go back or forwards? I'd just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> right here. Right where I am. And I'd play video games for like 48 hours, and then I'd just press play on time again and then go back to normal. Beautiful. That's all I want. Oh, and I'd go grab some more of those... Loose deli meats. <laughs> what are you working with over there? Turkey? You got some ham? Roast beef? <laughs> no, no, no. No roast beef. Turkey, yes. Ham, yes. Bologna? Yeah, I do. Ugh. Things were running low. I had to go with bologna, which frankly, I'm not going to lie. I like it. What? How do you serve it? How do I serve it? In my hand. <laughs> <laughs> On a sandwich, usually. You don't fry it? Fried bologna? I've, yeah. No, I don't usually fry bologna. I'm not, I'm not a fried bologna guy. I like it cold. Uh, I do prefer ham and turkey, though. I got worse bread for the bologna and good bread for the ham and turkey. Why even wow. get the bologna when you can just get more ham and turkey? Because I couldn't. They were almost out. The selection was really low at the grocery store. Yeah, I can niche. There's a meat shortage these days. <laughs> There's a meat shortage, and I'm the cause. <laughs> Much like you're the cause of coronavirus in the North Brooklyn area. All meats go to Austin. 
That's awesome. <laughs> That's right. That's my policy. I've hacked the U.S. government's shipping manifesto. All meets to Austin. All meets, all meets to Austin. The shippers are like, I don't, we don't know who this is, but this is unassailable. The government has said this is where the meets must go. <laughs> all right, can you read more of the book? We can't tell you just yet, he said. It's really not even live. Still really just on a test map. Ah, I see. Top secret. His interest was clearly piqued. Does it deal with cryptocurrencies? He knew them well enough to know that it did. Because that's all they talk about. Love it. Only as a payment system, Bob said. But it probably is the coolest idea we've ever had. Mark frowned. He wanted Tuan focused, not curious. Cool, Tuan said, grinning and nodding his head like a bobblehead. Like a psycho. (laughs) Go! Bring me on board as your security guy. Bring me on board as your who what now? Bring me on board as your AV guy? Security guy. Oh, security. Okay. Well, we still have a lot of work to do before we'd even know if this is viable. Mark said, hoping to discourage his interest. Oh, it's viable. Bob interjected. (laughs) And it's a little bit socially sensitive. It might disrupt some sensibilities. Wow. Got some disruptors. Watch out, world. Bob smiled a knowing smile. Tuan was definitely interested. Oh, wow, I love this stuff. Show me what you got. Here, take my laptop for a bit, Bob said, nearly dumping it into Tuan's lap with urgency. Here's what I got. A bunch of sad letters I wrote. (laughs) This is my business. Can you hack these, Tuan? (laughs) (laughs) Can you hack the heartstrings? That'd be a good name for this. Hacking the heartstrings would be way better than the apology. Come on. Yeah. Well, it was based on a play oh yeah the uproarious screenplay but nobody said play it was a screenplay much different this is made for the uh silver screen the silver screen <laughs> that's right this is a show that would come out on the wb or maybe usa or the upn the cw C- is that the wb now the cw it could be tnt no tnt is too good for this no abc family for this no freeform how about five <laughs> Okay, which, yeah, Freeform. Which is the family channel, isn't it? It's true. It was Fox Family. Before that was the family channel. The important right, let's stuff. stop there. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank let's you. Let's talk TV. Thank you for releasing us from this hell. Let's talk the evolution of television channels. One. one it was called One. <laughs> it was Channel One. And God was on it. Okay, that's it. That's all we got for that one. Is that Was that 25%? Yep. Okay, here we are. We're going now to the 50% mark of... Uh, Hacking the Hard Strings by Austin Hanna and Shane Berkler. Okay, this is the 50% mark of the apology. Chapter 10. It checks out. The numbers add up. Antoine managed to copy the... 1 to 5 to 10. I Mm -hmm. bet 75% mark can be chapter 15. No. I'm calling it right now. No way. I'm calling it now. Ah. I'm putting my money on it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How much? $150. A-coin or dollar? These are A-coins, so it's actually .00064 A-coins. All right. And it has to go through. There's a lot of uh, laundering that has to go on. So you're going to get this money in, you know, six six to eight months. 
but I'm putting it on the table. Anyway, go ahead. Antoine managed to copy the files for the new multi-letter site and latest updates without Bob and Mark noticing. It was easy after he gained their trust. Either he was the world's great... Ooh, Twan, the double-crosser. What do you think he's up to? He'll make his own letter site. But does Twan have what it takes to hack those heartstrings? You know what I'm saying? I don't think so. Either he was the world's greatest hacker, or they were amazingly dumb despite their insane financial success and decent coding skills. Hmm, probably that. It was almost insulting how little of a threat the two considered him to be, but it would be their downfall in the long run, so he wasn't too worried about it. Damn, so what, they're like the, the Winklevosses and, and this guy's yep. the Zuckerberg coming in here siphoning their idea? Taking credit for it? Twan, you ass. Don't fuck with two army hammers. That's right. I wouldn't fuck with one army hammer. He decided he would add acting to his resume. Hmm. Let's see what's new in dickhead land. Antoine Excuse said. Me? Say that again. See what's, let's new, see in what's what now? new in dickhead land. Oh. oh, Antoine said. Whoa. My ancestral homeland. <laughs> oh, I thought you you showed the, the traits of um, yeah. a family from dickhead land. I got my 23 and me back. 110% dickhead. <laughs> This is off the charts. <laughs> Plugging in the USB containing the new source code. I'm now on the no-fly list. <laughs> uh, what more can you ask for? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I don't like TSA anyway. I like the open road. I'm a driver. <laughs> We're all going to be drivers after this. That's right. Well, I don't drive now. I'm going to be I'm a walker. You're a walker. All right. I'm easy pickings. I'm gonna drive. You're gonna start driving after this. Yeah, you can even drive now. No, I know. I'm gonna. You're gonna get buy it. a car. You're gonna get a post quarantine car. I'm gonna buy a brand new car, <laughs> and I'm gonna learn to drive. And I'm gonna drive. <laughs> That's right. You don't know how to drive. I forgot. I know. You rent a little drive. scooter around town. I know how to but drive. Not even, a, not even a cool scooter. The one with the three wheels. Oh yeah, I have to have extra support. <laughs> he topples. He's a toppler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that you, are you okay, Ganesh? Mm, new site URL. www.writeitforme.com. New letters. He began to read them off. Apologize. Condolences. Congratulate. Wedding toast. Breakup? He scoffed. <laughs> well, that's thoughtful. Before long, he was howling with laughter. Eulogize? Seduce? I can't wait to see how creepy that is. He clicked the letter, hoping to see a total train wreck attempted seduction. If Mark's cheesy apology letter they shared was anything to go by, the seduction letter was sure to be the funniest read of the year. Unfortunately... Is he going to become seduced by it? <laughs> he's about to get hot and bothered from this AI letter. <laughs> Tuan's about to start cranking it. Un- unfortunately... <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. Sorry for saying that. Unfortunately... But he's gonna. You think he's left- left-handed? I think he uses both All right, hands. settle down, fellas. <laughs> unfortunately, the database referenced in the field was empty. The letters weren't set up yet. Still, that didn't mean he couldn't have a little fun messing up the logic on the site. He giggled with a brilliant hack idea. How funny would it be if... <laughs> I had another brilliant hack idea. Let me just rap-a-tap-tap on these keyboard keys so Ooh. I can get my hack out. And away we go. <laughs> it goes a little something like this. How funny would it be if someone read an eulogy... During a wedding toast. (laughs) That'd be fucking sick, man. That would be pretty funny. Yeah, that'd be good sick. Mm -hmm. Not like 
Not uh, sick, sick. Not sick, like Krusty George being thrown into the street. <laughs> <laughs> There's something grosser about calling them drawers. Yeah, I know. It's crusty awful. drawers are worse than crusty pants uh, or slacks. But those drawers, you better. To, those to be things clear, down. the pants were thrown away due to normal wear and tear. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Nothing normal about that wear and tear, my friend. Yeah. Tell it to the judge. It's true. Ganesh was handed a summons. Yeah, by the WHO. I threw it right in the trash. I'm not going. The whole team rolled up in hazmat suits. They had a, one of those little bomb robots come out. It was kind of like <laughs> the, this uh, thing out of the garbage can. One, one of the closing scenes from ET, where they had all the little spacemen come. <laughs> yeah, they had a strong box, and on the side it says "soiled drawers," and then in parentheses <laughs> "normal wear and tear." <laughs> they dropped him in the box, sealed it shut, and then uh, it uh, detonated a, a explosive inside. Caused the whole scene. It did give me some closure on those sweatpants, though. So <laughs> <laughs> the normal wear and tear box. <laughs> this is just for your everyday blown out drawers. Hey, Caramba! Sorry. Sorry, he set to work. The drawers were probably just fine. Just a little loose in the seams, I'm sure. He set to work, switching the letters and speeches with reckless abandon. A eulogy in place of a wedding toast was obviously a hoot. A breakup letter to someone who needs an apology would be so funny. He continued rearranging the code so that the tile of the letters pointed to the wrong database entries. After the site had gained so much traction, anyone who had heard about or used Mark's original apology letter would be devastated to find out that they had only succeeded in making matters worse after his hack sent the wrong letter. He chuckled to himself, oh. gleefully typing away. Twan's hacks got us again. Man, this, this is my problem with hackers. They, <laughs> they, all they like to do is just like little rinky-dink like foolish things. Yeah. Why don't you actually fix something, you fucking idiots? <laughs> anyway, that's what I don't like about hackers. Hackers are just people who get the passwords of celebrities' Twitters and write racist slurs. That's all hackers are. There's no good hackers. Maybe there are. But it ain't this guy. Haven't you heard Come of uh, ethical hacking? I'd like to see it. Where is it? I don't know. Where is I just it, know huh? that it's a thing that I think exists. There's good hackers out there, and Donald Trump is still alive. <laughs> just kidding. Do you know how computers work, dude? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just joking around. Uh, <laughs> come on, come on. We're just, we're just having fun. These guys were totally fucked. Grinning. I'm fucking poning these guys. Pwned. You know? Grinning. He. Yeah. Anybody? I've been pwned a time or two. Letters from the pwned. <laughs> Grinning, he continued making changes. Before long, they would be ruined, and Bob would have to live with the repercussions of sleeping with Simone. They would regret wronging the world's greatest hacker and repeatedly making fun of him for saying that he was the world's greatest hacker. He was about to upload the code, but paused. For maximum... Damn, wait, did Mark, did Mark get with Twan's girlfriend? No, Bob got Bob. with someone that it seems that Twan, that Twan had likes. affection for. I see. But maybe not his girlfriend. Could just be somebody he had a crush exactly. on. Exactly. Which we'd know had we read the entire book. Yeah, well, too late for that. 100 episodes late. We, we gotta be near 100 now, right? We stopped counting. Yeah. Is this 100? There's no way. Are we gonna is, do the Bible? It could be. But we're, well, we gotta read the Bible. Been saying it for 100 <laughs> episodes. I have to before I hit my deathbed and meet my maker. At least the first page, 25%. Yeah, you're, you're gonna want to know about 
the book. Did we? Okay, did we decide? Are we just doing Old Testament, New Testament? What are we doing here? The whole thing? What's the difference? Know. What's the difference? One's older than What's the other, the I think. All right. Let's read it all. Which one is more likely to be a free ebook? Oh, you can get a Bible anywhere, dude. They just hand them out. Let's go to a hotel. They can't get rid of these things. <laughs> There's too, too many of them. We're having a fire sale on Bibles. I got a warehouse full of them. For maximum impact, Caveman 1 and 2 would need to be successful and popular for a while with their new site and letters that shouldn't be a zero-day exploit. Nodding in agreement with himself, he set to work, adding a timer to delay the process. With how fast the original site was spreading, Tuan needed to give them time to get their new letters and speeches up and selling. 30 days should be enough. He glanced down at the timer that was now counting down. It read 29 days, 23 hours, 59 minutes with the seconds steadily dropping. They were going to be absolutely ruined. Calendar. Calendar. Calendar, not a clock for days. <laughs> Calendar, not a clock for days. Are you okay, Shane? I'm not. Shane's bleeding out of his ear. <laughs> I'm just trying to hold on to the things I know. Calendars and not clocks for days. Uh huh. So if you're that's telling just been time, repeating in your head for 30 years. 32 years. <laughs> wow, since birth. <laughs> yeah. I was born on a with a mission from God, and it's calendars, not clocks. And to, for, for to your credit, Clocks have not supplanted calendars as the way of measuring days. Not yet. <laughs> this Thanks guy's trying to, to hack time. Twan, you nasty little hacker. Unaware of how entirely pissed off Twan was, Mark and Bob sat in front of their laptops wearing Guy Fox masks on top of their heads. Damn. Wow. This sucks. That's about as cool as it gets. Jail them. Do you think they're, they're wearing Che Guevara t-shirts? No, yeah. they're wearing fucking Elon Musk t-shirts. <laughs> fucking losers. This wasn't how they usually worked, but it was on, the only idea they had to maintain their anonymity anim, an, uh, anonymity, anonymity for their video call with Naomi. We get it. No one knew who they were despite their success, and Mark especially wanted to keep it that way. Social media had exploded with speculation about who was behind the apology letter, especially the cryptocurrency forums Mark and Bob were monitoring and manipulating. Not the A-Coin forums. They're all business. No gossip. If Nicole... Who's speculating this? <laughs> Excuse me? Who's speculating? Who, who, on spe- the inter- who on the internet's like, what's up? What's going on with this apology? Is it yeah. trending? Trending yeah. on t- Twitter? Oh, it's certainly trending. All the uh, influencers have something to say. Phil DeFranco. You ever see this guy? No. There's like YouTubers that are famous, and we're just like two years old, too old to know about it. I see these people. I'm just like, who is this? Why is Phil DeFranco famous? I don't know. He goes on YouTube and just says stuff, and everybody's like, yeah. And he's just like a regular guy. There's like nothing, like, I don't, I'm not trying to upset the Phil DeFranco stands, but it's this guy gets like millions of views, and all he does is just go on and says like kind of common sense things. People just need like a, I don't know. You could be that guy. You could do that. I wish I did. I could have been. Any of us could have been. We all missed the boat. Like five years ago, if we just started a YouTube channel and just started making videos about any random ass thing that Mm -hmm. popped up in pop culture, we'd be all millionaires by now. And instead we did this, the least profitable thing you could ever pursue. Then I could have a forum to talk about my baked potatoes and sweatpants and uh, no one to to yell at me about it. (laughs) That's true. We don't have the focus to be famous. I'm sitting here fucking clowning you for shitting your sweatpants and throwing them in the street. This isn't what you should be talking about if we want to achieve fame and fortune yeah we need to start talking more about calendars 
No, no. (laughs) That's another wrong direction we take is when we say calendars, not clocks for days. Everyone knows what time (laughs) is. That's another off-putting direction that we've taken the podcast. We need to be talking about, like, we need to, what's the latest in pop culture, all right? What's going on with Ellen? Huh? What's she up to? We got to be talking about this stuff. What are the Kardashians up to? They still married to that Minnesota Timberwolf? These are the kind of things we got to talk about to get the hits. If Nicole found out he was selling the apology letter he lovingly wrote just for her, she might think he just bought it himself and pawned it off as his own. He was painfully aware of the irony of what he and Bob were doing now. Hmm. Okay. I don't feel bad for him. Uh, are we done with that? Yeah, let's stop there. Okie dokie. The great. What do we think? I don't like anybody in this book so far. Nope. Except for the poor girl who's being deceived by these freaks. Well, maybe not deceived, but kind of. How well, she he, meet he did a nice thing and then he ruined the nice thing by monetizing it. Damn. Kind of like us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finally getting a good look in the mirror. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is kind of, I, I, I hope somebody redeems himself here. Let's jump ahead now to the 75% mark. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Of the apology. Do it. Let's read the 75% mark of the apology, please. Chapter please. 13. Please, Ganesh. Chapter please. 13. Please. CEOs were notorious for having ghost writers. They were, after all, too busy to do something like writing basic speeches, congratulating people for doing their jobs. They're busy. They're CEOs. Yeah. Tough day of waking up at 11 a.m. and stamping a piece of paper and going back to bed it's tough because you know what approved that's all they say (laughs) they wake up and they're force-fed grapes and they just mash their fists approved denied fired and they go back to bed and they go back for a 12-hour sleep good day at the office for you sir really putting in the hours gotta go hit the links (laughs) it's where business is done out out on the links (laughs) it's where ceos go that's true. The launch of the new letter site made it possible for the ghostwriting process to be expedited, automated, and fairly inexpensive, and he couldn't be happier to have found it. It meant he didn't have to pay some annoying person from the marketing department. Using Bitcoin meant that no one knew that he secretly bought what sounded like a heartfelt promotion speech for that guy from the IT department with the foreign name that he always forgot. His team might think he actually put some thought into this little exercise. Well, uh, after a lot of consideration, the board is ready to move forward with our decision. The CEO began. Someone in this room is in for a surprise. He paused, smiling widely as he made his way up to the podium, ever the celebrity in a sea of suits. Around the massive conference table, about two dozen men and women in fancy dress directed their attention to a young man who beamed with pleasure as he received handshakes and pats on the back from those closest to him. Nothing better. Nothing better these days than just a bunch of handshakes and pats on the back. <laughs> nice hot breath in your face. <laughs> and mm. give me a hug, too, while you're at it. You know? Hey, give a little kiss on the cheeks. European style. Ah, perfect. 
Business. Business is always sealed with a kiss. Whoa. Who did that? I wasn't looking. Who did that noise? You'll never know. I think you both did it. (laughs) Same time. We kissed in in sync. Mm -hmm. Who did that? Who's kissing on my chat? (laughs) (laughs) Who kissed in my ear? Who's kissing in my cans? (laughs) No kissing in my cans. It's too loud on my drums. Yeah. Kanish, what are you doing? He's waving to fans. No. <laughs> the fans are here. No pictures, please. <laughs> Sorry. Just uh, having a chat with my wife. What'd she say? You, you still do this stupid podcast? <laughs> Is that what you're up to over here? Who are you talking to? You got friends? It was the moment that he had worked for these last few years. Everyone expected this promotion and agreed Yousef deserved it. The CEO pulled out his iPad... Well, Ready to read his new speech. I thought it was going to be go the other way. <laughs> CEO reached down and pulled out his Surface Tablet, his, his rock hard Surface ta- Pro Seven. Yusuf has yeah. uh, touched many lives while he's been with us. His positive spirit uh, has brought joy to all of us here today. Everyone smiled with surprise at such kind words. Their boss wasn't known for being overly sentimental. It was a nice change. Maybe he wasn't more interested in money than their well-being. Their presenter continued, as his uh, friends and family, we will miss him as he moves on and we say goodbye today. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, the seated suits at the table began looking around at each other, eyes wide with shock as Yusef stared at the CEO, color draining from his face. Completely ob- oblivious, the CEO continued, this strategy weighs on all of us as we ponder our own positions in this place and consider our time left here. The audience gasped. It was only the beginning. Not my CEO speaking like this. He's Jonestowning us. <laughs> now, everybody, <laughs> here's a cup of Kool-Aid. <laughs> Bye-bye. 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 The beautiful outdoor wedding was everything that Pinterest had ever told a girl it should be. The colors were in order, the plants were in bloom, and happy faces were focused on the newlywed couple. The deed had been done, and now all there was left to do was celebrate. At the main table, one of the groomsmen leaned over to the best man. Did you get a speech from that site I told you about? Oh, words. sorry to interrupt. What's the most corporate celebration music you could think? Probably the song Celebrate. <laughs> uh, celebrate it, is a good one, yeah. You mean like what you'd hear at like a corporate like retreat or something? Like, uh, an, event, like an event like this with the CEO and stuff. September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> that's a good, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good <laughs> one. Yeah, just like a, a, a joyful song. What's it, Love Train? Yeah. That's, <laughs> no, that's I didn't pass HR. <laughs> the 40-year-old song Love Train is uh, not cutting it in 2020. Man, I, 2019, probably my brightest, uh, one of my brightest moments, um, aside from getting engaged, of course, was probably leading the dance train at ganesha's wedding that's true yeah you were the conductor all of a sudden i became the conductor and i did not all of a sudden you became the whole like the train in front of me split off and then there were hands on my hips and i was moving i was the conductor and i had i had that was the proudest i've ever been and i couldn't let my passengers down 
It's true. There's a lot of <laughs> you. You took them all the way around the room, dude. All right, about thirty people, forty people. You I will say point it was a, a point D, point B unarmed. Hit <laughs> a point D. We had a couple stops along the way. <laughs> uh, I will say it was a pretty interesting like experience because obviously half of the wedding was like Indian people, which you know, and we're not who we're usually hanging out with. And then Shane took that train right over to the Indian side of the wedding, and it was like everybody was. Yeah. We all became one happy group. Yeah, your dad high was bringing me people when together. I, when I brought the train over, Ganesh, your, oh, yeah? yeah, your dad gave me a little slap on on your on your hand on my hand on the behind. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was Ganesh's a good dad told me good job for the speech, but I couldn't um, tell if he actually liked it or not. <laughs> it was everyone liked your speech, dude. We've been saying that for years. Well, the wedding was only months ago. I think it went over well with you know our friends, but with the families, who who's to say? I'll always take a compliment from your dad, though. He's a very distinguished yep. man. I've never gotten one, so glad you didn't des- you've never deserved one. <laughs> I got one before you did, and I earned it. That's true. I never wrote a speech for someone's wedding. So. <laughs> yeah, it was hard work. It took me 15 minutes before the wedding. The groomsmen nodded along, trying not to make it obvious that all the groomsmen well and truly believed that he was going to mess up the speech. Did you rehearse it? The best man grinned, already tipsy. Nah, I didn't have time. With that sentiment, he stood up and tapped his fork smartly against his glass. Crowd around him fell silent as he grabbed the microphone and he held up his smartphone so that he could read the speech. Uh, though I am the best man, I am not the best at public speaking, so forgive me. I wanted to. Oh, such a beautiful voice. I don't know. This is almost identical to mine. I wanted to get this just right and not screw it up, but I typed up my thoughts and feelings on my phone. And this is to my best friend, Josh, and his beautiful bride, Melanie. This is word for word what Austin said. Yeah, the crowd was a little confused at first about Josh and Melanie, but I think I won him over. The audience let out their first round of collective awes. Dear Melanie, he began, I will always cherish our time together, but I think it's time that we finally end it. It's clear to me now that this will never work out. The audience erupted into quiet gasps of shock. Was this a confession that the bride was having an affair with the best man? Hell yeah. Oh, someone got hacked. A lot of the drama in this book relies on people just mindlessly reading a speech yeah. without <laughs> engaging with the words at all. Did he continue? He continued. You're a two-timing bitch. Oh my god. Fortunately, the cell phone footage of the event captured the chaos that ensued. The best man blinked, eyebrows froed as he considered what words he had just spoken. How drunk was he? It didn't matter in the end, he was drunk enough that he failed to dodge a fist when the groom stood up and punched him directly in the face. Damn. Nobody assumed that it was maybe like a joke? Just straight off the bat, wow. You're not supposed to joke at weddings. Never. It's You're right. Never. There's supposed to be no smiles from joking. Just smiles. That's why, that, that's why I got zero laughs in my speech. That was on purpose. <laughs> Donna Anderson's little fake news story had taken on a life of its own. Every major news network had jumped up on the bandwagon. There was a reason she had the most popular show on the largest cable network. Today's twist was so incredible, she decided to cancel her counseling appointment and visualize winning a Pulitzer Prize while meditating. That was probably better therapy anyway. The automatic letter writing site writeitforme.com seems to have been hacked as reports and videos of inappropriate speeches being given around the world have begun to fill the internet. <laughs> wow, this was rampant. None of these people have re- read the speech at all before they yeah, gave it their first shot. Fire's remorse. <laughs> it's a hack that purely relies on so- on everyone's negligence to yeah. like yeah. read. Good hack. Good hack. This could work now. I don't know. No one reads. Everyone's just into moving images and shit. That's all I like. I'm not trying to read anything. Can't hack those. 
You know, uh, you sure can't. She paused for dramatic effect before continuing. This scene from a cell phone video was uploaded to YouTube under an hour ago and has already gone viral. The feed cut to a video clip from the streaming site. In the video, viewers could see a priest standing at a podium in a picturesque church. Behind him were pictures of a beloved Aunt Millie who had since gone on to dance with the big sewing needles in the sky. It uh, looked like. Excuse me? She's. She had passed. Oh. I thought it was a meth thing. <laughs> I don't go. I don't jump to death. You know, I don't do. I'm not sick. Shane doesn't believe in death. He's gonna live forever. <laughs> I am. What? Like from the famous words of Final Destination Two, I'll never die. <laughs> you do say that all the time. That and uh, calendars, not clocks for days. Yeah. Just with I'll never die sprinkled in. Mm-hmm. It's disconcerting. It looked like standard footage from a funeral. Not that Donna personally believed that a funeral was a good place to make home videos. You might recall stories about the controversial letter-writing site, Donna said, her words coming as a voiceover as the footage continued to play. We are still unaware of who started the site or who is currently operating it. <laughs> Donna fell silent, letting the video play on. The priest in the video gave a sad, somber smile to the audience. Who cares? Who goes to a website and is like, who's, who's made this? You don't. Do I that? need to know who's responsible for this. I don't care. Who made this? Is it Jeremy Renner? <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Renner's back with another app. Uh, with another app. He's a true Renaissance man. Oh, fuck. That's good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good really fuck. Good. Not a bad one. That was a pleasure fuck. Good job, Ganesh. You got a pleasure fuck out of me. <laughs> and now we will have a few words from Millie's favorite nephew. The audience could be heard whispering their approval as a young man made his way up to the podium, tablet in hand. He stood Uh-oh. to Plast- face the crowd. He started rapping, back that ass up. <laughs> it's his mom's eulogy. Uh-oh, Aunt Millie. Aunt Millie was a big, fine He's woman. He's a big, fine woman. <laughs> Girl, she looked good. Dear Aunt Millie, he began, trying his best to sound like a person who loved his aunt more. I feel a bolt of lightning throughout my body and soul whenever you walk into a room. The audience gave him a quizzical look. It was indeed a different kind of eulogy than they had been expecting. He continued reading blindly. Your angelic face and tantalizing curves electrify my spirit. I think I saw that band at Warp Tour. Different kind of eulogy. <laughs> yeah, they're good. They are opening for Thursday. <laughs> Right after Circus survived. The audience began to shuffle uncomfortably, yet was silenced from something approaching the kind of fascinated shock normally seen from those watching in an inevitable train wreck. Failing Did to read the room, Aunt Millie? Failing to read the room, desperate to finish the speech, he carried on. My heart races with thoughts of kissing your hungry lips as our passions strip away not just our clothes, but all our inhibitions. The boys surrounding friends and family gasped. Almost collectively, it as outrage filled the room like a dark cloud. The boys. Boys are here, and they're mad. <laughs> These angry boys at a funeral. Hey, that's our aunt, too, you son of a bitch. That's our aunt and some of our moms. <laughs> we're the boys and we're cousins. <laughs> you better not be kissing on my mommy's corpse. No, sir. <laughs> not at my funeral home. I know that's we're right. kin. We're not only the boys, but we own the funeral home. <laughs> We're the Undertaker boys. Realizations uh, <laughs> visibly dawned on the boy's Not the face. Best. Not the best take on the boys. Realizations visibly dawned on the boy's face as he considered the words on the tablet screen before him. He really should have read the letter beforehand. Oh. No, whoopsie. Hot under the collar. This is the wrong speech, he said awkwardly, but the damage had already been done. Wow, the priest said, stepping up and gently leading him <laughs> away. 
I can see why you were her favorite. The clip ended. The boys had already drawn blades. I already pulled it out. Now I gotta use it. I guess this part of the book is just a bunch of like viral videos of the hack. The hack has succeeded. Tuan has disrupted the fabric of society. He disrupted the disruptors. That's true. That's a good point, Ganesh. The disruptors have been disrupted. It's like a bad America's Funniest Home Videos. Or a good America's Funniest Home Videos. Mm, I'm not laughing. and you're usually uproarious at america's funny stone videos so it gets me every sunday night i tune in it checks out i am just laughing i checked out after bergeron left oh you don't like the show now alfonso ribeiro aka carlton you would think that show would have a lot of competition you know with like it does it's called youtube YouTube is the competition. Okay, that's that was seventy five, right? We're almost done here. The prank, the, the not the prank, the hack. The hack has worked. The world is collapsing. What is to become of Tuan? Uh, what is to become of Mark? And uh, what's the other one's name? Bob. Bob. Right. Only the easiest name to remember. Uh, let's see what happens in the last page of the apology. This is the last page of the apology by Douglas, uh, uh, sa, um, uh, Douglas Sarma? Oh, Scribner. This is the last page of the apology by Douglas Scribner. Let's hear it. If the lights hadn't been so bright and the pain hadn't been so sharp, Mark might have noticed when Nicole walked into the studio. Donna continued. I can't think of anything more ironic. She said, laughing. It's like the universe is punishing you. Except I that I didn't buy the letter I sent Nicole, Mark replied, eyes filled with determination. I wrote it, and I meant every word of it. But when she saw your story on TV, she didn't believe me. Donna tilted her head watching him. Well, that's interesting. Poetic justice. Right? Is that right? You're right, is that dude. That is that's right. There's nothing else it could be. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's interesting. Tell us that story. It was months ago, Mark began, eyes shining with visible emotion. I screwed up, and she broke up with me at her favorite restaurant. At the time, I didn't know why, but after thinking about it, I realized that I was in the wrong. And that's when you wrote the letter that you would go on to sell? Donna asked, clearly interested. Mark nodded. I was uh, sitting at the bar, and I just let the words flow. We've been together for four years. I never felt so close to anyone. And you know what? Is he just going to tell the whole plot of the book again? Is that the last page? <laughs> I think he might. It's right. possible he's on a. I think he's being interviewed on a TV show. Great, because honestly, I missed a lot of it. So, 
Looking forward to hearing what happened. All books should do this for us. <laughs> yes, please. More. What? Donna asked eagerly. Her viewers were going to love this. I never told her that, Mark said, looking down. I never sincerely told her how I felt, how many of us really know what we have until it's gone. I was the luckiest guy in the world, and I didn't even know it. So I explained my feelings in a letter. I dug deep and let the words flow from my heart on a napkin in a bar. Mark laughed, sadly. It all seems so silly now. But that really was how it came together. And now Nicole... <sighs> Nicole... As Mark glanced off stage, there she was. Nicole stood there with tears streaming down her face. It was hard to see her clearly. But he recognized the woman he loved, even through the intense studio lights pointing at him. My love, Nicole. I couldn't imagine loving somebody named Nicole. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Is it because it reminds you of cold weather? No. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. What is it? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know why. It's just, I guess I haven't met the right Nicole. When you know, what about you Kidman? know. Would you say? Nicole Kidman? Nicole Kidman? Nicole Kidman? No, I don't, you know, maybe that's the problem is I think I have negative opinions of all the Nicoles in popular culture. You know what? Is there What's a good wrong Nicole? Nicole Kidman, dude? I don't, don't care for her. What about Liam Neeson's wife who died? Uh, Jesus. Well, no, I guess she was fine. She was good in Parent Trap. I didn't know her name was Nicole. Maybe that'll change my mind. But probably It might not. not be. I don't think it is. Why? Do you just call her Nicole? Now you've disrespected her. She's. <laughs> I don't know what her name I thought it was Nicole. Nicole. Um, Lisa uh, Neeson. <laughs> you know, I don't know about that. We're going to have to do a fact check on that one. This is off the rails. Finish the book. <laughs> I'm trying. Nicole stood there with tears streaming down her face. It was hard to see her clearly, but he recognized the woman he loved, even through the intense studio lights pointing at him. Mark felt his heart swell with love and relief and everything in between as she waved at him with a tissue. He didn't know what it meant, but she was here. Uh, I was so happy she forgave me, Mark continued, still telling his story to Donna Cooper, but now looking directly at Nicole. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's on Donna Cooper. This is the big time. This is, um... Talking Big with Donna Cooper. Talking Big with Donna Cooper live on UPN. It helped me learn more about relationships and myself than any other experience. She showed me that honesty and truth are the foundation of a relationship. He smiled at her. I realized how important communication was and how easy it was to forget that and neglect the person who made my days so bright and my future so exciting. Blah, blah, blah. Nicole sobbed from her place off screen, dabbing at her eyes with the tissue. Donna was not crying and hadn't seen Nicole standing behind the cameras and crew. And you expect us to believe that you ran an organization that sells fake letters, but the apology to your girlfriend was real? A commotion. Why does the news care about this? Why are they on the news? Why is this a thing? Who's interview? Who cares? Who cares about this? I, if this was, if this happened in real life, I could see this, this man's on the Today Show. There is no Today Show. The same the Today Show. This is Donna Cooper live. And I don't think this I don't think this meets the journalistic standard that Donna Cooper set in her long and storied well, career. Well, you're going to have to talk to her producers, okay? It was just like I a can't slow, get on the phone. slow news cycle that that week. <laughs> I've been trying. I've been reaching out. They are they must have my number blocked. What is going on? Donna demanded looking angry. This is a live show. I found it. It's Donna Cooper live, goddammit. I found it. Nicole shouted the words continuing to cry. Wait. Donna said, eyes widening. Is that your girlfriend? Mark nodded. Yes. Is that your little girlfriend? Get her off my set. <laughs> this is a close set. God damn it. What am I running a circus? What is this, Barnum Bailey? 
Did you take any food from craft services? You get out of here. Mark nodded. Yes. You're Nicole, Donna called, motioning for them to let her through. Yes, Nicole said, suddenly realizing that she was sobbing. She was a sobbing mess on national TV as she stepped up onto the set. Get in tight. Get in tight on those tears. <laughs> oh, we can work with Zoom this. In. Come on, guys. The guy, the director in the control room, the grizzled veteran director in the Donna uh, Cooper control room. <laughs> Get in. I want you to zoom in on those tears. <laughs> I'm Mark's fiance. Mark's eyes widened at the word. Well, I thought. Do it. He fell silent. Mark, I found it. Nicole replied as she took a seat behind the big desk, holding up the tissue she had just been using. The tissue Nicole held. <laughs> behind the big desk. What kind of show is this? <laughs> what show has all the guests sit behind the desk? Is this like The View? Each guest gets their own host desk. <laughs> Everybody gets a desk <laughs> and a chair and a mug. This is the biggest set on earth. The tissue Nicole held wasn't a tissue at all. It was Mark's napkin from the bar. It was the original apology letter. <gasps> there it is. I found Game it. Game set match for Mark. Oh my God. Finally, Mark's compulsion to keep piles of garbage all these <laughs> years paid off. She found the dirty napkin. Oh my God. Mark said, eyes wide. Donna reached toward Nicole. Can I see that? Nicole nodded, handing her the handwritten letter on an old bar napkin. As a crew member placed a mic on her blouse, Nicole continued, I was getting some of my stuff out of your apartment and I found this behind one of your monitors. She smiled, tears continuing to fall. This shows that you really did write it. You really did mean what you said. Mark nodded. I found this crumpled up inside an old McDonald's cup. <laughs> it had some gum in it, but I took that off and I found the note you wrote me. It was lovely. Mark nodded, smiling as his eyes began to water. I wrote it and I meant every single word. Nicole grabbed him then, the two kissing fiercely. A brief awkward pause ensued as they continued to make out for all the world to see. Oh, TVMA. The director's like, oh yeah, all right. <laughs> Let's zoom out slowly. Donna, get in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, nothing like getting upstage on your own show, Donna remarked laughing. I'm sure this will be my most viewed and viral episode, so thanks for that. Mark and Nicole laughed. <laughs> There's pain in Donna's <laughs> Donna's eyes. Donna's a uh, true professional. Thanks for the ratings as she's on live. <laughs> uh, she's got her coin. Mark and Nicole laughed, still clinging to each other Decoin. as they looked up. Of course. Decoin? <laughs> That's just let Ganesh <laughs> Let's not get lost in Decoin. It's similar to Acoin. There's enough room in the B wallet for all of them. Of course, the show must go on. I have to ask Nicole, Donna continued. Mark seems like a pretty sincere guy, despite what I thought earlier. What on earth did he do in the first place that caused you to break up with him? Oh, well, he, uh... Nicole trailed off, looking into space, thinking back to that earlier fight, which now seems so long ago. She looked at Mark quizzically. Uh, Mark replied, frowning as he looked at her, scratching his chin and tapping his memory. Nicole began laughing hysterically then. They couldn't remember. The end. And at the end, it says go to www.writeitforme.com. Okay, I'm going to do it. Hold on. Uh, the number four. Go. What? Number four.com. www.write. Yeah. It. Oh, write it. Number four.com. Okay. Let's see what happens. A sincere letter from the heart written for you. Do you have a lot to say but can't find the words? Is your heart filled with emotions but your head yes. filled with rocks? You've come to the right place. <laughs> find your letter. Write us a letter right now, Austin. Oh, it's installing a Trojan on my <laughs> computer. 
Douglas has taken control of my machine. Uh, you know, I'm good. You guys should go check it out, though. It's a, it's a fun little... Oh, full-color photo of the author, Doug Scribner. Looking good. Quirky? I like it. Uh, yeah, go check it out. Doug's got, he's got a lot invested in this idea. I appreciate that. It's like a little deleted scene. Yeah, it is fun. It is. It's like a DVD bonus extra. Mm-hmm. Okay, who are we picking to play the parts in the movie of this? Once, you know, Hollywood's roaring again. We're going to have some new IP flowing through the studios. What are we thinking? Who plays Mark? Who plays Mark and Bob? King of the franchise, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlbergers. <laughs> Who does he play? Mark. He plays Mark? Yeah. Okay. Interesting take. Certainly would not have gone with that. Kanish, you have any ideas for either uh, of them? For Mark, I was thinking more of like a Ryan Gosling wearing some glasses. Jesus. You guys are going weird directions. I was thinking Robert Pattinson and Paul Dano. Oh, the look on Shane's face says, no, no, no. <laughs> um, sure. He's thinking Mark Wahlberg is just too perfect for this to even consider somebody I else. Want, I get it. I want Mark to be a Boston goofball. Okay. Jerk. I don't, you know, I don't care for that, but we'll see how it goes. Why not? What about Twan? Who plays Twan? Hmm. I'll tell you. Rufio from Hook. Ooh, that's cool. But dressed like Rufio from Hook. <laughs> <laughs> Same costume and everything. That's great. Okay. And then I guess Donna... At the end, she could just be Hook. Oh, Donna Cooper. I know who plays. Oh, you said who do you think? Dustin Hoffman just as Hook. <laughs> as Donna live. As Donna Cooper. Yeah. Donna Cooper live. I yeah. I think that's actually the best answer. I can't one up that. Well, that book was. I don't know. You know, I felt like the dude was kind of a bad guy, but then he I guess he wasn't all bad. I don't know. I guess there's shades of gray, huh? Like real life. I guess he spiraled. And I leaned really hard into his unfortunate tech. He got lost in the tech, as happens to many of us. All right, that was pretty good. Good job, Doug. That's it. That's it for the show, right? We're done? Mm-hmm. Are we done? Yep. Okay. Thank you to Chris Linguist for our artwork, Morris Reese for our music. You can find us at bookclubpodcast.com, AMZM Book Club on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can subscribe to our Patreon, which I believe we've turned the charges off because of uh, the current pandemic so nobody will be charged this uh, month you, is that if right you sign up, i think you we get fucked charged. up last month and somebody got charged for your you get charged first the first time you sign, sign up but we have turned off charges for june yep. i believe i don't know they shouldn't trust me to run a website anyways subscribe there at patreon.com slash amzm book club you can call our freaking telephone and leave us a voicemail Ganesh, what's that number? i haven't checked uh, and seen if we got anything new in a while nobody's nobody's left a voicemail in a while give us a call leave us a voicemail we may play it on the show uh we pray I mean, we definitely will uh, as long as it doesn't suck that's it right that's all of it that's the end of the show thank you for tuning in good luck everybody good luck bye <laughs> bye-bye <laughs>